1: Hi, welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. I would, I would, I was almost ready to go do. You know, Justin got this new device over here that has all these crazy sounds as we speak, and I was going to go play with it a little bit as I was talking. But since we you know, know how that goes. We, you showed me that I'm not going to. You didn't even show me what, which button it is, so I'm not going to go near it.
2: The last time my dad touched our audio recording device, we
1: lost the whole.
2: He. <laughs> He ruined the whole episode, and it it took me an additional 20 hours to edit.
1: Two zero.
2: It was brutal.
1: But you guys did get the episode.
2: That induced some trauma on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Let's get it going. What's uh, the
2: theme today?
1: So, would you like to guess the theme? Um, Do I want to guess the theme? Yeah. Um... I always get this wrong. I think we, we 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 I think we were going to talk about jealousy, insecurity. Uh no,
0: that's upcoming. But okay. some of
1: that is involved in this. <laughs> I don't want to guess the thing. Just Well,
0: just throw it at me. We don't have our clever title yet, but this is cheating or oh. maybe cheating or not cheating, but Feels, it seems like it.
2: I think we were talking about it in the car and it was kind of under the vibe of like something feels fishy. Oh yeah. Not directly accusing. We don't we don't want to we don't want to call them a cheater 100%. We we won't really know, but something that Is, these writers are experiencing just feels off. It feels fishy.
1: Well, you know, there it's interesting. So we are going to really, you know, look at this as being when things just don't seem as they are and our and our I'm going to call them my turkey feathers are being are being raised. Erased. <laughs>
2: what? Did you see that? I did. That was so...
1: This, you know, I, your feathers are just getting up and it's kind of like, you know, you go, ooh, ooh, something's just not right. It's a
0: good thing we have a nice camera because we can zoom in. And really? Oh my s- okay. gosh,
2: that was so interesting.
1: Okay, there we go. That could be interesting.
2: It looks like that one weird bird's mating dance on Animal Planet.
1: Uh, I was actually thinking, I was actually had a vision in the movie, Michael, where John Travolta plays the, uh, the, angel. he plays an earth angel, an angel that comes and he's an, he's a warrior angel actually. Oh. And uh, he's got uh, a tabloid gets, gets note that the that this woman has an angel living with her. So they go run out to the house to go make sure that he is you know, really authentic or not. And then when he comes downstairs, he's a mess and he's picking his feathers out of his wings, but he definitely does this move with his wings. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Very cool. All there right. Go. Wow. All right.
2: Shall we get into this? Yes.
1: You probably could have just deleted <laughs> that whole last five minutes. No,
2: we're going to give the people what they want. Some, some weirdness, uh, some okay. humor. Okay. There okay. we go.
0: gonna start this episode off with a uh response to one of the stories we read that i thought was really important to to share okay so uh for the young girl who wrote in about having a partner with cancer while being so young Mm -hmm. i think this was the last or the two before yeah i was on this one last couple weeks i have something important to say as someone who married my childhood best friend and lost him to cancer i am 24 and he passed away a year ago With a diagnosis comes a lot of fear and unknown. You have to take every moment as it comes. Even if you're tired and not feeling up to much, his energy is not guaranteed. Live every day and moment with your partner as if it's your last. Lean on each other and be honest. Be vulnerable about what scares you both. Be there for him during his treatments and procedures. This isn't a normal path people our age take but it takes courage to be there through sickness as severe as cancer. Make memories, take photos, be optimistic, but live every day and moment like it's your last. Go on that date, go on that walk, watch that movie in bed. Take that time he has energy to be intimate and use it. It's okay to say no to things, but remember tomorrow's never promised and you don't want regrets. Love each other wholly and fully and lean on each other when it gets scary. I suggest you both start therapy individually and as a couple. It is going to take a village, but you
1: can do it. Thank you. And that is really beautiful. Yeah. It it says it all. And for a 24-year-old woman to be able to articulate that the way that you did, life experience got you there too.
2: Yeah, so sorry. So sorry for your loss. I'm about to cry over here.
0: So but, I thought that was important because that one was a tough one.
1: And, it, and, it's, and one thing that was very positive for you is that this set a standard of what kind of person that you are with and that the next person you're going to be with will be as wonderful and beautiful in, in, in different ways that your life will be fulfilled and, and really filled. Allow yourself, allow yourself to love.
2: It's a good message for everyone. I mean it is cancer or not. I mean, obviously someone with a an illness Mm -hmm. is in a different world than someone who's healthy. But Mm -hmm. I mean, tomorrow is guaranteed for no one. So that is correct. Live your life and don't sacrifice your happiness and well being and just look after yourself and your loved ones and be happy and in good relationships.
1: You're beautiful. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Okay, Okay. let's get into them. Let's get into our story. Okay. Rock and roll. Number one.
0: I, 27 female, think my fiance, 22 male, is cheating on me, and I don't know what to do. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I'll try to make this as short as I can without missing key details. I've been dating my partner for three years now, engaged for nearly two of those, and we were friends for two years before we got together. So we've known each other for five years. Lately, I've noticed a shift in my partner's behavior towards me. He used to love buying me gifts, spending time with me, and doing activities. He would wait for me to come home from work and be so excited when I got home. Now, I can barely get any attention from him, and he didn't buy anything for valentines slash anniversary at all. Not even a card, which is all I asked for or even wanted. I struggle with sexual intimacy as I am a larger girl and have had severe body image issues, since I was about 13. I'm doing what I can to address this, and he is aware of this, however, is starting to grow impatient. Around three weeks ago, he was acting strange all night at home. I asked him why, but he brushed me off. That night, I couldn't shake the feeling that something was wrong, so I looked on his phone. A lot of people might say this is wrong, but we have always had free access to each other's phones without issue. When I went on Snapchat, I found that he had been messaging a girl on there who was his Snapchat best friend. However, the chats had been cleared from the feed. I tried to wait until morning, but ended up waking him to ask what was going on, and we ended up having a huge argument where he put a hole in our wall and smashed his phone. His reasoning for clearing the chats was that he knew I would get mad, but he had known her for ages. Mind you, they aren't friends on any social media, and he's never even mentioned her before. I tried to let it go, however they still message each other frequently every day and they only ever snap when I'm not around. The chat history is always cleared and I can never see or find out what they talk about. Today I wanted to look for something on his phone as mine was in the middle of something else and he wouldn't let me. I know he was messaging her and he hadn't cleared the feed, which is why he wouldn't let me use his phone. I've made it clear on multiple occasions that I am uncomfortable with their friendship and that I think he has feelings for her, but he denies the whole thing and continues the same behavior. I wanted to let this go, but I just can't when I'm awake alone at night, it's all I can think about. It makes me feel sick and triggers my anxiety. What else can I do to make him realize I don't like their friendship without sounding controlling or dictating?
1: Look, It is evident that, let's just take her out of the picture. You are not getting what you need. You're not being fulfilled anymore with the attention that that you were sold when he first came into the relationship. And if it's not working and you don't feel fulfilled, then having her in the picture or not in the picture, it's evident that it's time for you to make a choice. And if your choice is to move on with your life, then bravely move on with your life and see how he reacts when you say to him, you know something, I'm not feeling the love anymore. And not that I don't love you, but I'm not going to, it's not going to, this is not going to be a one-way relationship. We both have to make deposits of love into each other's lives. And I'm not, I don't see the deposits right now. So let's just take a break. Let's go our own separate way. And we find that we can't live without one another and, we we want to reapproach it later great but right now i'm not feeling it
2: i'm trying to do the math on their age gap mm-hmm. um 5 so, years yeah 5 year age gap however they've been dating for 3 years he was 17 and we're friends for 2 years before we got together so that in itself is 5 so our op was 22 and he was 17 That, and I, mm, that just like doesn't seem like it was a fit from the start, to be honest. It's
1: called jailbait. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I think, and I, I get some people can, you know, graduate high school at 18 and be in different stages Mm -hmm. and all of that. But I think it's interesting if one person in the relationship, especially... At those stages in life, if mm-hmm. one is in high school and one can already drink alcohol, it's just kind of a weird vibe for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they didn't get together until he was 19, but it it just doesn't feel the greatest match to me. My My little buzzers are kind of going off here, mm-hmm. but I think something feels off here. You know, I don't know what he's doing with this girl on Snapchat, but the fact he deletes it and clears his messages... He's hiding something and it's just not its not a healthy thing that to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's not really something that you should have to deal with your partner doing to you. It's not healthy for your relationship. It's not a great thing to be a part of. And I don't think there's any way you can get her out of his life without being controlling. Or, you know, you can say, you've already said it. Hey, your friendship makes me uncomfortable. You've said that already. And yet he doesn't want to change it. He doesn't want to make it better. He doesn't want to invite her around to meet you. He doesn't want to bring her into your lives. So I think this one needs to be done. I think he's 22 years old and trying to date, trying to experience life by the sounds of it. I mean, he's young and I just don't think this is a good match anymore.
1: I have one more thing to offer.
2: Let's hear Remember it. when
1: I used to say when you would have the conversation, you would do it with elegance? Remember that one? Yeah. I got a new word. Mm. Dignity. Give your relationship the dignity that it deserves to break up and not take it to the part where you can't stand one another and you're fighting.
2: Not even your relationship. Give yourself the dignity. Mm, yeah. Like This person is showing you they don't value you. Not to get a card on Valentine's Day after being together this long. They're, are they engaged? Yeah. They're engaged, and you didn't get a card on Valentine's Day? A card is the bare minimum. You get those for a dollar at Trader Joe's when you're checking out with your groceries to not even be an afterthought.
0: He's not ready for commitment. I just, it's it's very clear.
2: Something Something, is off here. Which
0: I don't, he's disconnected. I think he really doesn't know what he wants. Because at 22, I certainly didn't know what I wanted. The thing I did know is I did not want to be in a relationship. Obviously, everyone's on different timelines and different paths, but he's doing all the same stuff I was doing. Like you're talking to a bunch of different people. I I wasn't in a relationship, so I'm not hiding it from anyone. But it sounds like you're at a similar place in your life, especially because the relationship started when you didn't even, I don't know if you went to college or not, but through those college age years, that's when you do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. exploring and getting it out of your system quote-unquote um obviously some people don't but he's showing signs that he still needs to and so it's this is a code I think it will, with the ideal outcome to be able to get him to give me an honest answer about his stance in our relationship true I mean it it you hope at least to get that answer like yes I just want to go explore and be with other people and I think you know, it's hard because you are engaged. But if you were able to get him there to be open and honest with you, it would probably be so refreshing to you, even though you know the relationship's kind of done. It gives you that sense of closure and the sense that you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. And then anything else, it's not the first time I have found him messaging girls. Last time was multiple, including his ex, but he blocked them immediately when I found out last time. So I mean, this is a pattern.
2: He's he's been caught in the past and he wasn't making that same mistake twice. That's why he's deleting the chat. hmm He wants to have his cake and eat it too. And
1: this is all about you. This is not about him. Your answer is, is that this is not fulfilling you. You take 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 the thing to say, you know something, buddy? I'm giving you the way out. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And Let's in, let's go our own ways, and that way there's no codependency thing going on here. For that could be an issue here while you're still while you're still together because you're living together, and the, you get into these codependent relationships. I would simply just walk from it. If 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 you're living in a mutual unit, get get your own place. If it's your place, pack his bags and say, you know, I would like to. If if we decide to stay together go find a place and if you want to date or you know each other and we want to get back to where we were, but we're not in a good place right now and let him really think about where he is because you are asking him to grow up very quickly. When you met him, he was 17. He was a boy and now he's a young man and his, he's out there. He's, He's just not focused at this point in time.
2: Yeah. It's just not a good match by the sounds of this. Yeah. Not right now. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice.
0: Shame on me. Fool me three times.
2: Oof. That's a bad habit. <laughs> okay,
1: let's move on.
0: Okay, number two. Hello. So here's the situation. My female 25 parents split when I was 13. My dad had a new relationship with a woman from work. It was hard in the beginning, and I know it still affects me in my relationship today. I even went low contact with my dad for some time in my teens, but luckily was able to restore my relationship with my dad and in the process, got really close with his new girlfriend. I would even go as far to say the divorce of my parents was the best for all of us to happen as everyone was just much happier after the dust settled, a perspective gained after therapy unrelated to the divorce. September last year, I found out that my dad was cheating on his girlfriend after 10 years. I found this out by putting some pieces together on my own and just straight up asking him. He confirmed that he was having an affair with an old school friend of his. I have known this woman casually for a while. He explained it was a new thing that just happened on a school reunion. I'll be honest, I did not take it well, but I went home before I really said anything. I did tell him how I feel about it about a week later in a calm way. I have definitely distanced myself since. But it gets worse. After a couple months, Dad has moved on to his new relationship with full force. Like, spend Christmas with her family full force. Meanwhile, I got a text from old girlfriend asking for a phone call that I agreed to. This is when I found out. My dad broke up with old girlfriend in a five-minute conversation. She does not know he has a new girlfriend and was even 100% sure there was another person and they have not talked except one letter since. Old girlfriend was completely blindsided and never got a conversation. I cannot help but feel incredibly disappointed at this whole thing. I now can only see my dad as a selfish coward, dealing with things by ignoring them until they go away. I value honesty and integrity in myself and the people around me, I always have, and my dad repeatedly going against these values makes me want to distance myself from him even more. But he is my dad, and I love him. Apart from this, we do not really have any problems, and I actually consider myself as privileged to have a supportive dad that loves me no matter what. But I shake this feeling of disdain. You always have good advice to handle family situations in a mature and elegant way. And I would love to have a dad's perspective on how to handle this.
1: Well, you said something interesting. It's nice to have a dad that will love me no matter what I do. You know, loving, loving your dad and having respect for him and some of his actions are two separate items. Punishing your dad may not be the right, um, approach to do because this is really his life. You're, he is your dad, and, and you guys do have your relationship, but you certainly can feel free to say, I really don't want to meet your new person. I don't want to be involved in it because I don't want to get the phone call. I don't want to be connected with you in a way that when this goes awry, because your history of it is to go awry. And it took 10 years this time. It took 10 years with mom maybe, and maybe it will take 10 years with this person and two till you get the itch. I don't know. But I don't want to be a part of that disappointment where this person's knocking on my door because you didn't you didn't have the um, the maturity to really address it cleanly, and maybe I'd feel different if you would actually address this person and let this person free, rather than let them sit there and wonder, you know, what's going on with you, because they you you, you have really put a plug in their life, and maybe you need to go release that plug and let that life go forward. You have some responsibility here so you can certainly govern how you want to intermix with these other people not that you may not even love this woman maybe this was a childhood sweetheart a high school sweetheart that he's always wanted and there was a connection and this was the woman that got away we just don't know all the stories that are here and i think that you need to discover that with him but you can certainly govern the uh amount of relationship you could have with her. Not that you don't like her. And then she might just even feel also that, you know, you're not even giving her a chance. Maybe you can even be straight up with her and say, I really want to get to know you, but you know, he did this to this other person and I'm afraid what will happen. And I don't want to be in the middle of all this stuff. I don't want to support this action. I have integrity in my life and I want people that is with me that have integrity. So these are the conversations that you get to really address. And maybe if your dad wants you to have a relationship with a new woman, maybe you should say, Dad, I'm willing to do this. But, you know, we're going to sit down and have a conversation. We're going to be very direct and clean. So we all know the behavior and I don't have to feel, you know, bad about anything. I don't want to carry this. And I think that she has a right for that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because with the idea, I'll come to rebuild the relationship with my dad while not respecting my feelings and values. You're kind of saying a little bit, try to rebuild relationship with dad, but also have some respect for your feelings and values.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Voice your concerns while still, it it doesn't impact your love for your dad, but it's like, hey, this really upset me.
1: Well, it's also about the respect for your dad. You know, I mean, there might be times when Morgan may not respect me. And that's more tragic than anything. You you want your children to respect you. You know, I do the best I can with what I can do in, in my life, and my work, and everything that I... But I'm sure there's been times where I've disappointed her. And, you know, we we only can do the best we can, but at least if you have honesty and you hold the integrity through the honesty of where you're at that makes them realize who you are and they get a better grip of, of who you are as a person and i think that's going to be the uh, the catalyst to make their relationship work
2: yeah i think there's also something to be said and there's a quote i don't really remember exactly what it is but it's something along the lines of we all come to a day where we realize our parents aren't heroes they're human mm-hmm. And I think it's hard when you've grown up looking up to your dad or your mom and they can do no wrong and all of this. And then you find out, oh, my dad's a cheater. And it's kind of this like glass shattering moment and it's disappointing. It's gutting. It's, it's all of these things. And it's, it's, it sucks. Like, yeah, the dad's being scummy, like not communicating to your partner of 10 years why you Mm want to split up and you cheated. And Yeah, it's scummy. It's been one scummy move in relationships after another, but it's your dad. Like, it's what he wants to do in his romantic life. It sucks, but that's what he's going to do. But I think it kind of comes to a point where it might be healthier for our listener to kind of like compartmentalize that. Like, whatever my dad wants to do in his relationships, uh, that's up to him. I'm going to take my dad at the face value of how he treats and loves me. And you just draw the boundary where you're like, hey, I don't want to get involved in your relationship. Like, it's no, you have no reason to feel bad that his ex is calling you. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe you, you could even argue that that was inappropriate of her to do. So I think you just draw the boundary with him and say, hey, your relationships are your relationships. I don't really want to interact with them. I love you. But like, watching how all this has played out has felt bad. You cheated on a partner of 10 years, just like you did to mom. And I don't think that's that's fair.
1: What happens if he says to her, I really want you to get to know her?
2: You know, maybe if you guys stick together down the road, I'll reevaluate. But as of right now, it just doesn't feel right. With how things ended with your last relationship and not giving her an explanation after 10 years, and me getting a phone call, me having to explain... That puts me in an unfair position, dad. Like you need to respect my boundary and you can have your relationship. I'm not, not giving you an ultimatum. It's me or her. I'm just saying, I don't want to be a part of it. And I would appreciate it if you would respect that.
1: Should she decide if, if he says that to her, there is a condition for me to do this. And if we have a certain conversation or is there a, can she give him a, a way of accomplishing that goal?
2: I think it's up to our listener, whether that's time, mm-hmm. if they're together in a year, if they're together in two years, if the dad apologizes to the ex and explains things mm-hmm. and moves forward in an adult fashion, then mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that's just kind of up to our it's listener to of what the boundary is and what feels right for, for mm-hmm.
0: her. Right. It's a weird balance between, you know, not caring what he does with his love life, but also... It does involve you in some ways, and you're just voicing your, you know, how it affected you when all this went down, especially as, you know, he's probably hoping you integrate into this new one. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of a middle ground between the two because I, with the idea, outcome, come it's what's sticking out to me with the while not respecting my feelings and values? I don't think you should do that to yourself. Yeah.
2: I was wondering when you read that, I was like, is respecting supposed to be another word? But it almost seems like our, if that's how it's written, not respecting my feelings and values, like you shouldn't have to sacrifice your values and right. you shouldn't have to Compromises sacrifice.
1: Compromises the word. She shouldn't compromise her, her,
2: yeah, her you don't, values. Yeah. You don't have to, whatever you know, word you want to put mm-hmm. in there, but your feelings are valid. And what your dad did is shitty, especially because you lived it firsthand with your mom. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cycle that keeps repeating. So it would be hard to see, especially, you know, I think a lot of us have issues in terms of relationships. I know I personally do, whether that's fear of abandonment or daddy issues, whatever you want to call it, your attachment style, you know, you have insecure attachment styles Whatever that is, I think a lot of that does come from our childhoods and trauma and parents or lack of parents or seeing our parents model unhealthy relationships in front of Mm us. I know, you know, what we grew up with, me, my brothers, all of us from our mom's relationships or our dad's relationships or anything like those relationships and what we saw had an impact on us. Absolutely. And so our writer, this could impact her, and so I don't think your values and your feelings should be sacrificed or compromised or neglected or not respected anymore. It's, you're an adult. I will. You say, can have an adult relationship with your dad.
1: I will say this, that I, I, I'm glad that you remember the fact that, you know, he said that, you know, love is unconditional and i will love you or you said that you'll love him no matter what it would be i think if you're able to have the conversation with him that you can articulate all these feelings and come up with a solution that you can move forward and bind with him and whoever his mate is at the time that it will help you cultivate a deeper relationship with with him and you'll you will grow and it, relationships in life is always a growing experience so don't deny yourself this either by not you know coming forth and doing exactly what he should have done is had a conversation i see that yeah so
2: yeah i i just think you have to proceed with whatever feels best for you and not sacrificing your feelings mm-hmm. and boundaries and values because you can have a relationship with your dad and not necessarily his partner. It's, it's doable.
1: Just whatever. You'll let us know yeah. how you, you'll let us know how, what, what you wanted and how it uh, mm-hmm. it came through. Give us an update in, in a few weeks or a month or whatever. Yeah. Keep yeah. us in the loop.
2: Absolutely. All
1: right, Justin.
0: Moving right along. Number three. Onward and upward and forward. Yes. Number three. Three.
1: Three. Nice. Want to try a harmony? We'll all do it. Number three. Three. Oh, Justin. You got to go. Oh, okay. Who's going to come in high? One, two,
2: three. Three. (laughs) I think we just got to move on. Let's move it. This is too hard.
0: Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I love this podcast and two outtakes, and I'm hoping that you guys can help me. I, 21 female, have been with my boyfriend, 25 male, for three years. He was in the military until recently, so most of our relationship was long distance. Despite the distance, we still had a fantastic relationship and made the most of the time we had together to do the things we enjoyed. When he got out of the military last month, I thought that we could finally start the next stage of our lives together, and we were planning on moving in together. But yesterday, all of that fell apart. I woke up to a message from my friend saying, "Hey." I didn't realize that you and boyfriend had broken up. When did that happen? Confused, I told her that we were still together. She replied with screenshots of a Tinder profile belonging to him. His name, age, job, interests, and other info were all there, all accurate. I had taken two of the photos on his profile, and both of those photos had my dog in them. One of them even had been taken in my house. I found out this information two hours into my 12-hour shift at work, and it took everything in me to keep it together. After work, I phoned him and asked him why the fuck I was looking at photos of his Tinder profile. Initially, he lied and tried to deny it, saying, I don't know what you mean. I don't have a Tinder profile. But eventually, he gave in and admitted it. He told me that he had only downloaded Tinder the night before. Claiming that he was so lonely and missed me so much, he just wanted to see me and he didn't know what to do. So he downloaded Tinder. Like, what? I don't know if I believed it or not, but either way, I just cannot bring myself to understand what he was thinking. I was so sad, confused, and angry that it all mixed into numbness. He broke down in tears and apologized profusely, saying that he just swiped for a while, didn't speak to anyone, then deleted the app. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what really happened, but I do know that my trust is broken and I can't carry on with a relationship like that. So I told him that we need to go our separate ways and he said he respected that. I'm still so confused and heartbroken, but I stand by my decision. I'm only 21 and I'm a student nurse, so I know I've got a long, bright future ahead of me, (laughs) but it feels like it's all been turned on its head without him. I'm scared that the places we love to go... The shows we love to watch and the food we love to cook will all lose their magic. I'm struggling to wrap my head around the fact that it ended so suddenly and without warning. So my question to you is, how do I carry on from here?
1: I'm impressed by you. I will say that from the beginning, you've made all the right decisions, choices. I mean, he certainly, if he was, you know, mature and he was back and he was in love and he had no interest in anybody else, he wouldn't be on on Tinder, not even to play with it. He's been in jail effectively for four years being away and your relationship that you had when you were four years ago is not the relationship and that you're not the woman and he's not the man that you were that time. There's changes and people grow and apparently being away, he did grow, um, Curious or apart, or whatever it is, it's certainly not as strong as the relationship that you were able to contain, you know, consistent hold on to. So, you made the right choice to say, You know, something, I'm out of here, I'm going forward in my life. And I'm sorry that he, if he had any doubts, he should have shared them with you a long, long time ago.
2: This dude's just full. Of shit. Yep, he's full. Of shit. Oh, you I dodged, miss you, you dodged. The biggest bullet, the biggest one.
1: You ever get pulled over by you ever you ever been pulled over by a cop and didn't get a ticket? Yeah, you got you, you got you got the warning? You've
2: said this analogy. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah.
1: You got pulled over for a ticket with <sighs> this guy and they let you go with a warning. Now you go on.
2: And it's it's sad, like you're blindsided. Mm-hmm. But I think you brought up the the key point where he was like, I missed you. I was so lonely. I downloaded Tinder. What the have fuck? You is that? Never, <laughs> Have I've you never heard,
0: heard of where six years?
2: Have you never heard of FaceTime? Couldn't you have, like, called me? Call me. It is the way he flipped this on you so fast. First, he lies. Versus just being honest right away. They always try to lie at first. And then he he comes out and then just to flip it on you with, I don't know, quite frankly, this feels like gaslighting to me. To me. Well, yeah. It's weird. It's manipulative. He tries to shift the blame, tries to find a workaround. And you dodged a bullet. And it sucks because you were blindsided and you were in love. And that doesn't evaporate overnight. But I had a friend in college who dated a guy her whole senior year. Sacrificed a lot. He wound up on Tinder every couple of months. People would send her the profile. They'd have a big fight. He'd promise to never go on it again. And sure enough, he'd be back on it. And
0: How do people think they can get away with that?
2: People are... They don't care because they get away with it in these relationships. They have partners that forgive them. And mm. sometimes it works to forgive, but a lot of times it doesn't. And so people just stopped sending her the profile after the second or third time because it was like,
0: damn, she doesn't
2: care. Why should we? Yeah. And they broke up. I mean, it got it obviously got bad enough to a point where they broke up. But look at what she put herself through in the process. And you got out on the first one.
1: You are welcome to go out and find someone that's going to really love you and want to be with you and not want to be on Tinder. And look, you guys may decide, and here are other options people do. They said, look, it's time to date. We, we, for some reason, you may have been thinking about dating when you were back in wherever you were, but I was not thinking of dating. I knew I had you in my life. So uh, if you want to go on and you want to date uh, and, and date each other, that's okay, but I'm going to date other men as long as when I tell you I'm busy on Friday night. Don't ask.
2: Don't waste your time. Well, there's no reason
0: to communicate, honestly, at this point. And to address the main question, how do you carry on? Having literally had a super close friend, I mean, go through this right now, It there's a lot of cliche things, right? Like lean into your passions, distract yourself, uh, find new friends, find new hobbies. Um, but I really think a lot of those, though they sound cliche, are really true. Mm-hmm. I, going through one of the most horrible breakups, I would go hang out with friends and do things I really didn't want to do, but I just loved ha- like having people around me. And honestly, those friendships got stronger. Mm-hmm. And I actually found other things I like to do, even though naturally I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to go do that with you guys. But now I was doing it because it was a distraction, but Mm -hmm. it it turned into something really beautiful. Also just finding new habits. Like, you know, um, I know my friend now goes and every Saturday morning we'll go and sit at the beach for a couple hours. Just him, sometimes him and the dog sit at the beach, watch the waves. You know, it's very healing. I just think you find these new habits, these new normal, new normals. And in time, it does get a lot easier, even in a matter of weeks, if not months. And it's just, it's it's resisting the urge to think like, oh, but what if, what if I could go back and, you know, he changes and I can, this can be that beautiful thing we we're always hoping for, but you got to resist a lot of that and just mm-hmm. look forward. And also with I'm scared that places we love to go to shows and food, yes, it will remind you of them, and it will be very painful. But take back all those things, make them yours again. I mean, they're shows you love. It's gonna be hard, but you know, then the new episode comes out and you're like, well, this is my new normal, my new me, still a show I love.
2: yeah, like there's I, ways
0: to, you know, push I think, forward.
2: I think that dissipates too. Like me and my ex um before Justin went to Banff Canada and I loved it it was magical I wanted to go back and I worried I was like how can I go there with a new boyfriend let me tell you me and Justin almost went there after the holidays as like a mental reset and wasn't even a thought in my mind like I'm thinking about it now in like terms of like what places have been ruined for me none once you heal as hard as that is going to be it all just kind of fades away and you start going to those same places with someone new or you go with your friends and like you remember, oh, the last time I was here it was with my friends and we got shots and that bartender gave us free drinks and it was yeah. so fun. like you replace it and it gets easier with time.
1: Step out of your box. Do things that you had not you would not normally do. Mm-hmm. look for look for new uh, adventures. And sure. I will tell you you will heal you'll heal quicker than you ever thought. And when you finally do stumble across him, you'll say, "What did I ever see in him?
0: One well, another True. thing, it'll never be harder than it is right now. Yeah And you can say that even the clock ticks forward another minute. It'll never get harder than right then. It's going to continually get better and better. It only is up
2: from mm-hmm. here. Especially if you set like the boundary now and you don't do the yo-yo game of back yes. and forth. And I think that when you like reopen a fresh wound, it's like or a scab. You know how sometimes you rip off a scab and it hurts worse than the original yeah. wound.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that's easy to fall back into. No, you like get
0: scars. I've uh, given
2: a lot of people second chances, especially cheaters, and it it doesn't get better the second time. Yeah.
1: I've learned one thing about relationships. Um when you start keeping score the game is over and you know it's always best to just to roll on and go forward at this point in time especially since he did prove who he is mm-hmm. yeah and you know a month is a, a month of a, a month apart isn't going to fix it you guys were just away just apart for 4 years that didn't fix it <laughs> so yeah <laughs>
2: long distance is hard so long distance is really behind. hard
1: Move on bravely. Have a good time and enjoy your life and enjoy meeting people, and opening the door to, to a, to just a variety of new new adventures. Take your time as you do it. Before you decide to settle with somebody, make sure that you did not just rebound. That you've allowed yourself to grow and experience and find who you are, and then you'll you'll you'll, you'll step into the right relationship for sure. Okay, we got number four.
0: Yes. Number four. Let's go. You guys are going to love this one. This is, we haven't had this happen yet on the show. Okay.
2: Oh my God.
0: Hi, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and Holly. Holly's at her mom's. She gone. I've been an avid listener to both THT and FKS. First, I want to thank you for such an amazing and heartfelt podcast. It has calmed my anxiety throughout my life recently. I listened to your most recent podcast, Coming Clean. And as soon as I got out of my car, home from my commute, I had my very own Coming Clean to my fiance of one and a half years. Oh, shit. Dating for three, best friends for four. I'd been having an internal moral battle with myself since cheating on him about two years ago, prior to our engagement. Unfortunately, I have a long track record of cheating on previous partners, and he knows this. I had cheated on him with my previous boyfriend while he was in town, and my fiancé, then boyfriend, was out of town for work. I instantly felt sick immediately afterward. The guilt had been progressively building up over time. I wanted to protect him by not telling him, as he had previous trust issues with prior girlfriends due to cheating. We have been planning our wedding for over a year now, and a lot of my parents' money has gone into it. Vendor deposits, wedding dress, etc. He is my absolute best friend. I selfishly don't want to lose him. Although he hasn't made a decision as to whether or not he wants to stay with me yet, I'm not sure if he'll ever build a fully let go of what I did. I don't want him to live a life with me if he secretly resents me. Should I be the one to break things off officially if he decides he wants to stay? Should we try couples counseling? I understand that it will take work and time, but I'm so lost. I just want what's best for him and his happiness.
1: I think that uh, you have a good grip on all the uh, options at hand. Uh, couples counseling is a great place to go, but let's see what, where he first says because he'll say, "I do want to give this a, a another chance." I thought about it, and I can go. I can move forward. I love you. It's in our past, and. I thank you for sharing, and and now you don't have to carry that anymore. And you guys are, are clean and, uh, and, and at least, uh, clear of all of any of the muck that was there. Um, you going to pick it up from I, the I base over wait here. To see where don't. I mean, he did say he wants to see where he wants to go. I'm gonna give yeah. him that respect. I'd give him certainly the chance to see where he is running with this, and if he says I'm okay with it, then you I would believe that he's waited out and he's. Uh, he's moving forward and it's not your feeling to think that, you know, if he says I'm going to go forward, that he is going to re have this resentment for the rest of his life. That's he's cleared that with himself. I mean, you can certainly say, are you sure you're not going to have that resentment? This is this, this affair was two years ago. There has been two years of, of consistent love, consistent reinforcing, consistent relationship with all that stuff behind you, and, for her, and well, he didn't know about it,
2: I know, so in his eyes, he could be looking at the past the past three years of my relationship were a lie. He's uh, like, yeah, you know it it may,
1: but it isn't really a lie in some ways. I mean, she did hold back, she did have the affair, but the reality is is that in the last two years, she hasn't been with anybody else? She's carried the, the this burden, but the love that she has for him, she's absolute about that. And that she did say, "I'm willing. I want to marry you, and I want to go forward." He didn't have all the facts when he asked her. I got that, but the reality is, she has certainly everything they've done in the last two years has been without anybody else contaminating the relationship, other than what she has to deal with in her own head. So I'm hoping he'll get through this and get by it.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely, I I think there's a decent shot. Um, I think agreeing with what you said, if he comes back and he says, I'm, I want to try it, I want to proceed forward, believe him. I don't think you need to break up with him and do him a favor. Trust that he knows what's best for himself and respect him enough to believe him.
1: And Yeah. I, ex- go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to continue to be his best friend. You guys are best friends. You talk to each other, you communicate with one another. That's got to continue right now.
2: Yeah. And I, I will say, I know I get where you're coming from where it's like, oh, well, you know, for the past two years, she's been totally in it, but he is reeling and he definitely isn't going to see it that way. You know, in her, in her head, yes, she's been investing and loving and Dealing with that guilt and trying to make amends for it in her own way, like behind the scenes. But when you have a key detail missing and lying by omission, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. going to look at the past two years as perfect anymore. Mm-hmm. It True. is that foundation is not I mean the foundation's cracked a little or something, right? Like the foundation isn't one hundred percent as solid as you thought. That is correct. There's and a, so there's going to be a lot of feelings to work through.
1: There is definitely you know, when when you were nine years old or eight, whenever you took the manure and you threw it on the ground. This again? Yeah, this again. You will never outrun this one.
2: It happens every year. <laughs> they do this every year. Whatever said right. the sloth.
1: All right. The bottom line was is that there, when when you said you broke it, you broke. The, in in her case, you, she broke the trust. In your case, you broke the the object. And I said, let's go put glue on it. And I said, we'll fix it. It will work. It'll be wonderful. The the only thing is, it's going to have some scars. Mm-hmm. And you will have scars from this relationship. And the scars are going to get, you know, f- harder to see. And every year that goes by, it's gonna it's gonna blend into your skin. But it's one of the things that might have made your relationship tougher and, and a reality to your relationship and can be used as a positive thing going forward, as something or a mistake that happened that should never have happened. Yeah, So I'm not going to just take the negativity. and I hope that he has the ability of not taking the negativity of it, but the fact there was an experience, yes, we have learned something from it. No, I do not want to you know do it again. No, I don't want to relive that life. I have found a life. I've I've grown from this this we've and hopefully we can we can grow forward.
2: Yeah. I and I will say, you know, I get that in her head. Like mm-hmm. she hooked up with an ex, someone she cared about, someone she thought she maybe still had feelings for, mm-hmm. and then was like, oh, immediate ick. I feel guilty. This is wrong. And so sometimes that can be what it takes to never mm-hmm. cheat again or never step out of line again on your partner I you know I don't there's a positive spin to it but I just you know this whole episode we've had our writers be on the other side of this and Mm -hmm. we've been very hard on the people that were writing in where their partner was cheating Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of interesting kind of getting this other side to it yeah because if he was writing in would we be giving him I, the I, same I, advice? Because what did we give the other
1: people I, earlier? I, 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 look, it's like.
2: <laughs> I'm playing some mental gymnastics well, I, over I, here. My I, I, head hurts. Well, well
1: pack, pack it away a second. I mean, in reality, we, we, when we have kids, we all have, you know, they're all, they're, 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 in my case, I have three kids. Each one of them is a different story. Because it worked for you, I may not give your brother the same advice I would give you. You're individually- This is true. There is a different chemistry going on, and you. she gets this answer. Well,
0: it's because it's different. We have someone who did the right thing after doing the wrong thing. This, this is the is correct true. thing to do. She
2: came clean, which is huge. And huge.
0: that gives this hope. Yeah. I would not take him coming back lightly or for granted mm-hmm. in any sense because you know he's got people telling him are you sure you want to go and take this risk mm-hmm. because it is a big risk I mean it's a pattern it's not necessarily just a one like oops hopefully it is in this relationship because yeah if he comes back that is huge and I think for yourself and for his sake Really evaluate if this is what you want forever. Really evaluate if you think this will fulfill you forever and you will never be tempted by another cheating situation because you've been through this. It made you realize what you want. Really stick to it if it's what you want, but believe it, fully believe it. Otherwise, yes, for the betterment of both of you, you should walk away if you think you can't. Correct. Yeah, really Correct. like honestly yeah. like you Correct. should yeah. you should really
2: evaluate it for sure. I think they could do that in couples therapy as well. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of like what obviously if he comes back and says I can't move forward, you have a very solid yes. end. But if he comes back and says yeah, I want to work through this, couples therapy is like a non-negotiable. Absolutely must be done. Yeah. Um, and I've read a couple relationship books, and they all have cheating chapters. Talk about them all the time. John Gottman. And he does talk about how couples can come back from cheating. Mm-hmm. Cheating isn't necessarily a death sentence when addressed properly. Mm-hmm.
1: I've been in relationships where there was infidelity, and it survived. It survived that, that infidelity. If If there was something else that was going on that kept causing infidelity or other things i mean obviously i've never been married so they didn't work out in the long term but i've certainly been a relationship where we came back and worked on the trust and worked on back being the yeah and seeing where you go with it so it's very mm-hmm. case by case it yeah, really is sure. case by case so it's, i'm not talking because i haven't had the experience in this yeah i've certainly have had the experience in this yeah, yeah. So I I wish you luck and I and I and I I'm optimistic. I'm going to say one more time, do don't stop being best friends. Be honest. Always talk. Share your feelings. Let you know where where you're at, and that's going to be the biggest the biggest factor here. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And if he does like leave, at least respect yourself for doing the right thing. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest piece of this, and that's why it's so different from the episode. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's the one that is the flip.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if you felt like I was picking on you. I have a really hard time being hard on listener (laughs) write-ins.
0: It's justified, though. I mean, you got to be real. This is about being very, very real to yourself and with each other.
2: For sure.
1: I think that's it for our show tonight. We thank you for for joining us. We welcome you to go watch our Patreon that's going to follow this. Yeah. Let's go. And I think Justin told me he has two Patreon stories. maybe. maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next week. And again, thanks so much for watching us. and I hope that um We help and uh, makes a difference in your life.
0: when I again, like every time I see all the awesome advice that isn't from us that people yeah. go leave on the YouTube, it is just so cool, especially with the one that we started the episode with. That I is, saw so it many just comments. is so powerful. It's such a great little community. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: I I love reading the comments of you guys helping each other, and I I think so many of you provide way way more thoughtful advice than any of us on this couch. Sorry, sorry, you guys, but mm-hmm. I think people. No, a great. lot of you have lived these experiences firsthand yourself, yes. and I think when you can come in. And give that key advice. It's, it's amazing.
1: We're all one big family. And it's wonderful that we're all a part of each other. So yeah. we'll see you next week.